Thank you for joining the Underground Playground podcast with your hosts, Steve and Mike. We're bringing you the voices and the personalities of the physical culture world, so listen up. Welcome back to the Underground Playground podcast. I'm your host, Mike, and I'm here with Steve Bowser and our special Ooh. guest today, Allison Gilliam, a.k.a. Allison NYC. Hey. Early 2000s CrossFit <laughs> Games fame. And she's talking with us from in Las Vegas. Allison, welcome. Thank you for having me, you guys. I'm super excited. Awesome. <laughs> How Tell you me a little bit about yourself. Some of the people don't really know you because they may have gotten a game late, but you're one of the uh, originals when it comes to CrossFit. So kind of give us a little background on where you started and where you're at now. And let's go okay. from there. So I got super, super lucky. I found um, CrossFit when I was 20 years old um, in about 2005 through a Globo gym at that time because um, there weren't too many affiliates back then. Um, but I applied for a job um, at a New York sports club as the front desk girl and the manager there um, hired me as a trainer, which I was unqualified to be. But um, he handed me a stopwatch and he told me, to time him in this workout and uh, it was box jumps and sit-ups like all this crazy stuff that you don't really see in a globo gym and I'm like this is fucking awesome I got to do this like I'm into it and so he turned me on to the crossfit.com website um, where there were endless workouts and information and videos and I was just instantly drawn to this whole you know, uh, community on the internet. It was just such a trip. Um, so I began doing the workouts on my own in the New York sports club in Equinox and posting regularly, um, on the comment section. Um, I made a bunch of friends that way. Um, but since then I found a weightlifting gym and then after that found CrossFit NYC, um, in New York, which was the only affiliate at the time. And at that point, a super little shitty hole in the wall, gym um especially compared to what it is now it's humongous massive space but um it was just the coolest time and place of crossfit back then it was just so fun and super excited to be a part of it back then yeah. been loving it ever since nice yeah well, that's the first i and i knew you back then. i started i found crossfit around 2004 and then you know obviously got on the message board there was no facebook or instagram nothing or back then. we had myspace yeah, my, well, I don't even know if I, have, I probably still have one, but I don't, I never use it. But, but uh, yeah, you know, you got pretty famous. I mean, you're a good looking lady and, uh, you know, you. that's uh, definitely on the message boards and like, remember we those little pictures and stuff. And then the first time I met you was at the 2008 CrossFit Games at the ranch. And that mm -hmm. whole thing was a hoot, man. I'm not going to lie. That was this old school CrossFit. And it was super duper fun. So now you're now you're in Las Vegas, right? Yep. So well, first of all, I wish if there was like one weekend I could go back to ever, that weekend in 2008, the CrossFit Games would have been one of them because there was something about the energy there. Like the, it, everybody was just there to have a good time and it was like so new and exciting and nobody had really seen anything like it. It was just the energy there and the people. It was just such a freaking cool weekend. Yeah. I would do it all over again. Yeah, it was like, it was almost like, um, like CrossFit had broken through like the old school, like little bit, and it was starting to get a little bit famous, but it still had all that old school, like everybody knew each other and it was outside and nobody was wearing nanos or, or nope. Metcons and nope. nobody cared what you wore. Like I, I judged that whole thing in flip flops. <laughs> 
you know? I, the whole I don't think anybody even had, I mean, everybody was doing that clean and jerk workout in the dirt, like in right. uneven dirt with like the shittiest sneakers. There was no weightlifting shoes or platforms. There was none of that. Right. It was and the, 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 the wrestling was mat. Just... Yep, the wrestling <laughs> mat for the deadlifts and burpees. Yeah. Yep. I think, uh, the deadlift weight back then is not a snatch weight they use. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> it's amazing what it's morphed into. Uh, yep. I was actually registered for that CrossFit Games. You didn't have to even qualify back then. You just had to sign yourself up. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Greg made me sign up, and then I ended up just eating a meat and drinking beer with uh, Greg and Lauren instead. You just did like one workout and then you could have put CrossFit Games athlete on your resume. If I only knew. If I only knew, I would have done it. Those times are long gone, but yeah, definitely. That was super fun weekend and just like, I, I really enjoyed it. You know, and I, I mean, I guess I kind of miss it, but then again, you know, it is. Great. I feel like there's, there'll always be like a camaraderie amongst the people who started back then though. Like there's only like a certain group, a pretty small group of people who understand like where it originated and what yeah, it felt like, back then. Yeah, you know, right. it's not a lot of people. Who have and listen, there's not many of the old timers still around. That's true. true. I mean, it, we just talked to Craig Howard and he, he even said, he goes, you know, when they, when they talked to him, they were like, you guys are just stubborn, man. You old guys are just stubborn. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to give up. You don't want to leave. And that's probably what it comes down to. I mean, I'm on my 12th, going on my 12th year. Mike, you're what, 12, 13 years. You're right before me. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's been a ride. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. So now you're in, you're in beautiful Las Vegas and the yeah. name, you're CrossFit Las Vegas. You're in yep. Vegas. Let's stick with a timeline from New York City. Oh, okay. You're going to go yeah. after that. Yeah, go Okay. Ahead. So um, I was in New York and uh, I did a whole bunch of certifications back then and was just really chasing as much information as I could get. Yeah. And um, CrossFit was the perfect um, platform to do it because at that point, you know, it was really the only place that had like certifications, like information in different areas. So I just was trying to get my hands on it as much of it as I could. Um, mm -hmm. So I traveled around the country a little bit um, going to pretty much every certification that they had and some outside of CrossFit. Yeah. Um, and then I actually saw my now husband in a CrossFit.com video. You remember when they used to do those demo videos? When he had a and, Mohawk? Yeah. Mohawk then? Yeah. Yep. So I saw Brendan doing one and he took his shirt off and I would just pause the video over and over again every 10 <laughs> seconds. Mom, you have to see this man. He's like the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Like, I just knew he was it. So I packed my shit up in New York and I split and moved to California to go chase so him. Basically, you met your husband because you stalked him. Okay, cool. That's not at all weird. I'm totally behind you 100% on this. I love and it. And how lucky is him that I, is he that yeah, I stalked he's lucky guy. him? Oh, he's definitely yeah. lucky. <laughs> I don't yeah, know so crazy. I stopped my husband. Yes, I moved to California, um, chased his ass down, um, and then uh, 2008 CrossFit Games happened. All that stuff. And uh, long story short, the two of us, Brennan and I, ended up in Virginia Beach. Greg Glassman brought me. Tony Blauer bought um, Brendan. We connected in Virginia Beach and ended up taking over. Um, this 20,000 square foot facility, which was intended to be um, at that time, like um, 
like a an HQ where they would do all the certifications and everybody would go to this one location instead of traveling around the country. So that ended up not panning out and we took that facility over and stayed there for a couple of years um, in Virginia Beach together. Um, And then I just kind of got sick of Virginia Beach and needed to go back home to New York City because it's the greatest place on earth. Mm -hmm. And uh, we took off and went to New York and um, had a gym called CrossFit Metropolis there where we had a partner. Um, and it was an awesome gym, really Mike's cool on name. the Upper East Side. Yeah. What? Like Mike said, awesome name too. Yeah, it's it was a great name. CrossFit NYC and CrossFit Metropolis are two of the best. I mean, there was a Gotham too. Um, but we ended up splitting from our partner at the time, and we spent an entire year uh, just going through our savings, trying to find the ideal location for um, a gym on the Upper East Side. And even still to this day, um, there really aren't, I mean, I think there's only like a handful of affiliates in New York City, um, which is crazy considering how saturated the market is in every it's other. the expensiveness area. of it, right? Yeah. yeah so hard. I mean, the, the noise complaints and the, I mean, to find a place on, on a ground level where you can drop weights that has a bathroom and that's not $20,000 a month at least is like, it's very difficult. Um, so we gave up. Um, which I still regret, but we gave up and we moved to Las Vegas um, where we were going to open a gym. But when we got here, we realized there was coming up on 50 affiliates at the time. And Las Vegas is not a huge city, no. <laughs> especially compared to New York. So yeah. it felt like there was just, so, th- th- we didn't need another CrossFit gym. Yeah. So I reached out to um, all the gyms in the area and inquired if anybody was looking to sell. And uh, Joe Marsh, who was the owner at the time, was looking to get out. He had already been doing it for 10 years, and he was ready to just tap out. So that worked out after a very long, um, difficult buyout process. We finally were able to take over on the affiliation and then um, purchase Cross to Las Vegas. Awesome. So we get a lot of drop-ins. It's freaking yeah. awesome. Oh, yeah. I'm sure yeah. that's probably uh... – that's that's probably one of your main. Well, I don't want to say main revenues, but uh, it's about fifty percent. Is it really? Holy! Yeah. Wow. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, though. For me, I go to Vegas a lot. I've been going to Vegas since the eighties, pretty much almost every year. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you one fucking thing: I never do in Vegas is work out. They're all hung over. The next time I go, I'm definitely coming to visit you guys. You better. Better. Just stand yeah. around. You know, Mike, it's funny you say that, Mike, before we move on. I never went to, like, a CrossFit gym to work out whenever I go on vacation. I'm just what? like, I just go to vacation. You know, it's, I know that if I do that, I'm going to be like, that's going to take over, you know. Like, I, I've been to Orlando so many times because it's a drive away, and all my friends in Orlando own gyms. Like, how can you never stop in? I'm like, man, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not working out. I'm on vacation. That's my recovery uh, week or whatever. <laughs> And now, now if I go to Vegas, and you know what, Mike, we, we need to plan a trip out to Vegas. Actually. Let's do it! Come on. <laughs> yeah, we're coming. Work out for free. <laughs> I know. I've been I've been out there a couple times for the Mad Lab Summit, and then friends of mine we go out there for um, um, either basketball, you know, Sweet Sixteen, the NBA or the um, the NCAA Finals, or we go out there for New Year's. So. There's always gambling and drinking involved, so it's you kind can of come tough. see a Raiders game soon. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. The Raiders are go- are in Vegas now. Yeah. Well, are they yeah. there? Yeah. Well, I think the stadium is almost done. They were their um, stadium was literally like 
a stone's throw away from the old CrossFit Las Vegas. So yeah. would have been nice. Would have How close are you to Top Golf? Pretty close. Yeah, yeah. pretty close. I We're right at the top like, of the strip. I love Top Golf. That's yeah, like, it's pretty nice. fucking cool. Yeah, I love it. The last time I was out in Vegas was for Grid. Did you uh, stop by when we uh, were doing the grid? Uh... I don't think uh, I don't think we were out here at that point, oh, or okay. either that, or it was the tail end. Yeah, I think it was like four years ago. Yeah, yeah we weren't there yet. We were still in New York. I would have went. Oh, it was unreal. It was unreal. Tony Blau uh, Tony Budding running around in a suit. Yeah, <laughs> we just had him on the podcast last week. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Earlier this week, it was a good podcast. If you haven't listened to it, you should, because I know you know Tony. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and that was that. Jacinto, your buddy, your buddy Jacinto was on. He was actually, wasn't he our first one? Jacinto? I love Jacinto yeah. so much. I'm it's telling cool. you that. So when I started CrossFit, I was 20, 21 years old when I was at CrossFit NYC. And the first time I did um, Nancy, um, we had to run down four flights of stairs to get down to the city block That's and then we'd run around a New York city block, which is huge. Right. Yeah. So I remember just going around for the first round and I couldn't run around the block. I was so freaking out of shape at that young and Jacinto, who was probably pushing 70 at that point was literally pushing me with his hand on my back saying, let's go girl. Come on now. Come on. I felt so out of shape, but that guy was so fucking badass. And then we, yeah, he's, he's amazing. We, we worked together at CrossFit South Brooklyn for a little while with David yeah. Osorio and uh, he's just, uh, he's awesome, man. I think he's going to stop in today because his oh. son lives down here, Anthony Jr. No, yeah, Anthony Sr. And then his, he's, I had him, Jacinto, uh, Anthony, his son, and his grandson, Anthony Jr., here all working out at the same time. That's so cool. It was really cool, yeah. Well, and if he comes by, so I'm going to say hi. Out of the three of them, guess who was crushing it the most? Jacinto. Yeah. He's unstoppable. He's a machine. He's just but been I, working out his whole life. I think his grandson has gotten a lot better, though, because he was young. He was just starting out. Now he's a firefighter, I think, up in Orlando area. So. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, or Jacinto was, uh, I don't know if that was the same one with you, Steve. He was at my gym in uh, Melbourne, um, Florida, and we did the um, Mike Boganer's, this, the early cert, like 2009. And a lot of CrossFit Brooklyn people, like, would drop in because it seems like people from New York, they come to Florida all the time. Yeah, it's an easy, quick trip, two-hour flight. Like their parents or grandparents are down here or something, you know? So... <laughs> Um, you guys are listening. Allison's got her dogs running around. They're awesome looking dogs. So they're very cute. <laughs> yeah. My dog's locked up in the room because he'll murder everybody and everything. But yeah, I have yeah, two so little yeah, We did that Bergner sir and Jacinto was there. And then we had him on the podcast a little while back. And uh, he just posted a video not too long ago, just crushing it. I love the guy. Mm -hmm. That's what happens when you work out your entire life. Like I just see so many people that they're so out of shape at like freaking 40, 40 years old. I'm like, what the hell do you think is going to happen to you when you're 70? If you don't start working out, they're like I'm too old. I'm like, look at this guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> Get your ass in gear. Let's go. So you grew up in New York city. Did you grow up in Manhattan or one of the other boroughs? So I grew up in uh, my first house when I was young was in uh, Washington Heights. And then I grew up mostly in Queens and Brooklyn, but I just stomped all over that city, man. Anywhere yeah. you could, every corner except for Staten Island. Yeah, don't go to Staten. Never go to Staten Island. <laughs> I mean, totally. The only, thing, yeah, the only thing in Staten Island is everybody's garbage. I mean, exactly. 
I ended up there twice by accident. Once you get on the bridge, you're fucked. You just end up going and can't get out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know a lot of people. I grew up in, uh, in Bridgeport, Connecticut, so, um, which is basically 45 minutes northeast of New York City on 95. And, mm-hmm. and I would take the train into Manhattan. My father worked in Manhattan on Avenue of the Americas. And um, I'd go in there as a kid. It was crazy back then. It's, it's like Disneyland now in, you know, yep. in Manhattan and Times yep. Square. Did what? you see the Joker movie when they they were showing the trains back then, all graffitied up and like sketchy looking? That's how I remember it. Yeah, and I remember just seeing all these new trains coming out. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, it's all it's like, yeah, yeah. super sanitized. Yeah, I'd, we we take this. We'd go through on the New Haven line from Connecticut. We would take the train and we'd have to go through the Bronx and then. 125th street you know and like you're looking out the window of the train i'm this white kid from connecticut yep. at 12 years old going into new york city with no supervision and like yep. bucks in my pocket and i'm looking out the windows watching like car fires house fires you know graffiti <laughs> everywhere just complete chaos it was awesome yep. pony island was awesome it's like escape from new york dude mm-hmm. it's a trip everywhere in new york now is just so fucking fancy like yeah. All the places I grew up were, I mean, they were just so bad you couldn't go out at night. Yeah. And now they're the fanciest, most expensive yep. places in New York. Like Bushwick, where I grew up, yeah. so gnarly. Yeah. And now it's like you can't find an apartment for 3500 bucks with a washing machine. I mean, it's like... Yeah, that's, that's why I, I actually just ran into Hari Singh at the CrossFit. Oh, no way. Um, yeah, the 10-year CrossFit affiliate. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is kind of weird because... He was telling me about um, some kind of legal stuff with a partner at CrossFit NYC, and you know I, I don't know enough to speak more about it, but it's no secret. And then we when we had Tony Budding on the podcast the other day, it turns out this is the same guy who basically defaulted oh, people. Are you talking minute. about? Can I say? Yeah, you can. Are you say, talking about Josh Newman? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, well, I mean, it's no secret because I mean he's been convicted of whatever crime yeah. for embezzlement or fraud or whatever um but yeah so this is weird because now you know I, I, Hari Singh was telling me about that out in Whistler last month and then um Tony was talking about it the other day on the podcast and now here we are tying it all back together to Allison NYC it's yeah cool. man he was one of my first CrossFit trainers at I mean it was just the four there were four owners originally at CrossFit NYC Hari um, or J- Josh uh, it was Josh Newman, Keith Wittenstein, yeah. um, a guy named uh, Michael Pomeraney, and uh, who the fuck else am I missing? God, I'm missing somebody. Josh, Keith, Mike. Oh, Court Wing. So there were four original owners, um, and they kind of all went their separate ways, most of them. I bet they're regretting that now, considering what CrossFit NYC is today. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, Josh had his hands in like a couple of other gyms that I was uh, working at at some points and heard that he really fucked them over too pretty bad. Yeah. So, so Allison, quick question. And I don't, I don't know details, but I remember reading something and, and we don't have to get into it if you don't want, but what? didn't something happen when you guys went to Virginia with getting involved with a partner or something like that? Can't. That's, how do you remember that? <laughs> because, because I remember actually, uh, I think Glassman got involved and like blasted it. Like, you know, this person's a scumbag and they're screwing you guys over. Yeah. And something needs to be said or done about it. But Mike, do you remember that? Or is it just me? That was a long fucking time ago. So I remember that's, it was. 
I remember, so I don't know any of the details at all. All right, so that original, so things have changed so much in CrossFit, I mean, it's crazy. So back then at that 20,000 square foot space that was intended to be that um, hub for the level ones, we had taken over that space yeah. and we were, um, they gave us all the equipment. I mean, it was pretty nice setup. And uh, there was a space, uh, a business across the street. Um, half of the gym was actually run by Tony Blauer. He was doing like a lot of his tactical training stuff yeah. there. Yeah. Um, and there was a, a company across the street that was called uh, ADS, Atlantic Dive Supply. Um, and they had a bunch of like tactical kind of gear and stuff like that. So yeah. um, the, For the military, right? Yeah, it was he a military. Was the military or trying to? Or? Exactly. So I think that Tony and uh, them had some sort of affiliation. It all kind of worked out. So that company had like 800 employees. And uh, we were training a large chunk of them at the gym. I mean, the gym was so fucking huge. I mean, I would go in and nobody would even know who I was. I mean, there was that many people at the gym. Um, but the owner of that company was kind of like a a part, I don't even know how he ended up becoming like a partner, probably because he was giving us all that um, business. But uh, the conflict was that that guy who was like this billionaire, super smart guy wanted to turn that gym into like a globo gym, where his idea was we don't want any people to come to this freaking gym, we just want to charge no money um, and have just a million thousand members. Oh, I got you. Um, and we wanted to keep obviously the quality of training high and the prices a little bit higher, kind of like the standard CrossFit model. Yeah. And we ended up having a major conflict of interest and Greg sent a bunch of uh, Navy SEALs and yanked the equipment out in the middle of the night and we took on, we took off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was pretty cringeworthy. Was Dave Castro involved in that operation? Probably. Nighttime mission. Maybe Pat Sherwood. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Because I know he was in he was in Bob Beach, right? Uh, yes, he was. Yep. Mm -hmm. awesome. That's true. But yep. That, that explains that. So, so now you're in you're in Vegas. Now you got a. How old is your is your baby now? Oh, he's two. He's yeah. two. His name is in River, and after Santa Cruz, where Brendan's from. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's he's awesome. awesome. Yeah. So what, kind of, what kind of training do you do now? I mean, what do you do? Uh, yeah. So, so I started doing, um, my, my original background is obviously CrossFit and then Olympic weightlifting. And I competed as a weightlifter, um, for a few years at the start of my, my training career. And I've just been doing CrossFit for so long. I mean, it's been like 14, 14 years. So I've gone through waves. I've always loved CrossFit and respected it, but I've gone through waves of like falling in and out of love with the training and mixing it up a little bit. Um, but lately, um, I've just enjoyed just focusing more on gymnastics and handstands and a little bit slower of the lifts and trying to think about like what's going to be best for my body long term. So I do like a lot of yoga kind of type thing, stretching kind of free movement, kind of like you guys know of Ido Portal and that kind of stuff, right? Gymnastics bodies and uh, GMB fitness. So that's kind of like where my head is at now, like a little less intense and heavy duty CrossFit and more it's easy, man. Gymnastics bodies work out hard. Yeah, for <laughs> So I'm actually a member I'm in in Las Vegas. There's a lot of circus performers. Yeah. So like for uh, we have people like hanging from the ceilings of our gym doing like uh, all the silks and yeah. There's all the circ people. So there's a gym 
as much as I love my own gym, I found another gym called Shine Fitness where uh, they have like handstand classes and pole stuff. And these people just handstand. That's all they do. It's literally all they do. And their bodies are freaking perfect and they don't hurt and they're like built and they, they're so capable across the board. They can do anything with their bodies. So I found myself a handstand coach and that's what I've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, man. <laughs> you just gotta find what you love, you know. Like if it's not fun, it gets boring, and then you just stop doing. It. There's only so many days that you can just do fucking thrusters. Like I can't, yeah. I can't do it every day for that long, you know. Yeah, they'll always be a staple, but I have to, I have to, you know. Yeah, I go get to the stuff. I, I mean, I, I like you know like, like heavier lifting, like squats and stuff. I, I pretty much avoid metcons all the time. Uh -huh. so, and then I started about a year and a half ago going to jujitsu nearby which like the for the first six months was like I, it felt like you did Fran four times in a row mm -hmm. so, uh, now I settled down but like you know the same thing you know you want to you know take your fitness train try yeah. something else and do what do what's good for you and yep and you know all that. well that's what Greg said to do you always have to try new sports as part of CrossFit is doing new things you just can't do the same exact thing every single day but there'll always be staple things that work and that have to be incorporated just for long term like squatting and deadlifting and just every you know just the basics yeah. you know those are those are good long term that's yeah. it so, so you said you had like 50 CrossFit or how many are still in that Las Vegas like now about that many <laughs> So a lot of them have been closing. I think that, I mean, a lot of have Same opened here. also. Yeah. What? Same here. So a lot of gyms closing down here. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, Greg always said that the cream will rise to the top and don't worry about how many there are. The good ones will stay and the bad ones will close, you know, but um, yeah, when we came out here, there were just, I couldn't believe how many were here. Um, and uh the couple of the biggest ones like max effort have closed, um, which is super unfortunate. Um, but I think there are still like 30 plus for sure. Are you guys spaced out at all? Or is there like people right on top of each other? Or? There are definitely people on top of each other. So the original CrossFit Las Vegas was on the South side of the strip, um, right down the street from max effort, which at that point was the biggest, most popular CrossFit gym in Las Vegas. Um, and they were less than, I mean, you could run there. It was like on the mile route. I mean, there was direct competition. Um, but we've since moved from that space and now we're down by Fremont street on the North side of the strip. So there's only one other CrossFit gym that's up here on this side of town and it's a little shitty hole in the wall. So it's very different. We, we cater to, we have like a more of a boutique, um, micro gym. Right. which is a big contrast to the other gyms that we've had in the past, which were 8,000, 20,000, 10,000 square feet of mm -hmm. space. So it's just a totally different model, which I'm really enjoying. Yeah, I think you would. I think a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about that and I consider it, I'm in like, you know, 10,000 square feet, which, mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I don't need that much. And um, right. that small meter mm -hmm. thing. And then the fact that you mentioned you're near Fremont street, I used to call that dirty Vegas. <laughs> It's, 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 a, it's way nicer. I mean, I so, know. but like when they built, you know, the new Vegas, basically the new strip, right. Years ago, but you know, back then Fremont street, that was the original. And so, but we would go to new Vegas, like stay at like, um, you know, uh, treasure Island is where I always stay, which is cold now, but yeah. we, would, we would go up to Fremont street to, um, 
what's the Fitzgeralds and uh, what's the other casinos, the old casinos there. And like the craps table would be all rickety and you know, there'd be homeless people. There's like a cowboy bar like in, right, right near there and you could like dance on the bar and it, it was just chaos. It, yep. it was, if you think Vegas is wild, old Vegas, old <laughs> Vegas, three months years ago was complete chaos. I loved it. I love the chaos too. I wish there was more chaos around here. It's, this, it's still like, even when I'm on Fremont Street, feels like a small town. Yeah. I just feel like, where the fuck am I compared to New York? But yeah, um, but yeah so it's, it's much nicer than it is now, than it was then. There's, sure. So we actually live um, in the same building of our gym, which is like a mid-rise uh, luxury uh, building. Um, and our space is like right on the ground level, but there's so much building and construction. Like I have a full 360 view from my apartment and there's literally construction on every single corner, just making this place so fucking fancy yeah. new casino going up. You know, it's just, it's not what it used to be. No, it's definitely a tourist attraction. Yeah. My destination. But, but, I mean, that's kind of cool. So you could take like the elevator to your, to work. That's my commute. Yeah. So if I'm late, it's because I had to stop on at least three floors and I'm pissed. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. But we get so many drop-ins from Fremont Street and the entire strip. It's such easy access for our gym. So literally 50% of our business is 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 drop-ins and selling t-shirts. So but that's um, gonna be cool. Very small. Our gym is only, I think it's like a less than 2,000 square feet, maybe even closer to 1,500 square feet. It's tiny. And uh we still don't have any issue running classes of 10, 12, which is exactly like the high, on the high end of what I like um, for classes. I'd like to really be hands-on with people and coaching every single person in the class. Um, and I just find that the level of interaction between me and my members and the coaching is so much higher than when I had classes of 30 plus, which is what you need sometimes in those big gyms. Like you need several classes going on or huge classes in order to, you know, have enough membership to support your overhead, which is ridiculous. Yeah. So it's, it's, we're not making any less money than we were when we had these enormous facilities. We just have a higher quality program. It's pretty yeah, nice with a lot less pressure I too. Agree with that a lot. It's definitely relative, you know, mm -hmm. like, I agree. That's, that's it just really depends. Like some people walk into my gym and they're like, cause I got a 10,000 square foot facility too. And some people walk in and they're almost overwhelmed. They're like, Oh my right. God, <laughs> a big class going on with multiple coaches. And, yep. you know, yeah, you, need people, multiple. you know, they, they don't, they don't kind of understand like what we have to offer compared to some of the other gyms and getting back to what you're saying about a lot of gyms closing down. I think at the peak in my area, and I'm in South Florida, there was probably about 65 gyms oh, in Broward County alone. That's not including Dade and Palm Beach. Oh my Lord. There's 65 in my county alone. And <clears throat> now I think it's down to about maybe 30. Mm -hmm. And within the last year and a half, I'd say at least eight gyms have closed down in my area. That would be people that would be in my, you know, the target audience for me. And out of that, I've only gotten a few members. Yeah. So all those people that were coming in, checking me out because their gym closed down, mm -hmm. they're used to paying 100, 125 a month. Right. They didn't, they didn't want to pay 165 or 185. Yep. You know, yep. and get limited classes here. So it didn't really help me with all those gyms closing down. As a matter of fact, a lot of those gyms opening and closing hurt our brand because they now think it CrossFit is cheap training. 
Right. And a lot of people are just, they're flowing into Globo gyms and doing online training. So that's a lot where my yeah. mind has gone. I've been picking up yeah. a lot of online clients and writing yeah. out programs and doing yeah. videos. And there's a lot more um, options for people to train on their own and still be coached. So a lot of people are just picking up super cheap memberships. So on that idea, we, um, it's actually kind of become a trend in a lot of these small CrossFit gyms, but we have 24 hour access at our gym. So we run our classes and it's eliminated the need and the issue of open gym times and having to staff it and pay somebody to be there so people can use the facility. So with people just pay us 40 bucks a month, they get a key fob, they can come in anytime there's not class. And then we provide them with, you know, their programs and everything. It's been the best passive income. I wish I had this. Years and years ago. I mean, if we had only done that, just how do, you, about the- how do you? So I'm super interested in that. How do you qualify people for that? Like 24 access, basically open gym. Do you make them do fundamentals first, or oh, they can do whatever the hell they want? So oh. if they want to come in and bicep curl their fucking brains out, they can do it. If they want to break their backs, they can do it. As long as uh, they pay us, they can use our space, which is really contrary to how I've thought in the past like I've only been like you have to do it exactly right or you can't even step foot on my gym but not everybody wants that and I'm a business so I have to I mean obviously I want my CrossFit classes to be high quality yeah Yeah. but I've I've given up on that a little bit you know I've I've you know let my hair down and stop being so high and mighty about it because they're gonna go somewhere they're gonna go down the street I can see the the, um, 24-hour fitness from my building why not come to my space and do it? Or at least they have access to good training if they want it, you know? How do you de-conflict the open gym people or the individual program people with your classes? So so we have a dual membership option. So our members can actually um, use open gym also for a higher rate so they can do classes plus open gym or we have a strict open gym um, membership option as well Um, but the 24-hour access people are only allowed to come in between class times they can come in anytime there's a break in the schedule but mostly people come in super early like pre 5 a.m or after our last class but we also get like a big group of people that come in between um like around three o'clock which is a really odd time i mean you know that dead zone of like noon to freaking four o'clock where nobody comes to your gym you're like what the hell do i do with my space yeah well there we go yeah well that you know i I mean it just dawned on me like in vegas you have a it's it's 24 hours in service industry exactly you you know so you probably have people in there in the middle of the night they're getting off shift at (laughs) a.m right Yep. They knock their workout out and then they go home or yep. they're going to shift at midnight and they're coming in at 10 o'clock and getting their workout oh. on. Yeah. Right? That's one thing I've learned about being in different uh, cities and running a CrossFit gym. You really have to know your community. So our, our, our clientele in New York city was so different. I mean, we had a lot of super early morning people at 5 a.m. Um, they wanted to get in, get out, like no, no huss, no, no, no fuss. They just wanted in and out. Virginia Beach, we had a lot of military people. Um, they just have different requirements. It's a different vibe and energy. But here, yeah, the, the schedule is so different from like a regular town. So we have to learn how to adapt and accommodate the people that, in our- makes, I mean, it makes, I, I don't know if 24-hour access is right for me. I mean, I, I, I actually kind of tried it. I didn't like it, but I have cameras and keypad mm-hmm. access and everything. But in Vegas, it just, it sounds like it makes perfect sense. It so makes sense. I, 
How do you, do you have like cameras in there? Or do you have different kind of insurance yes. or? How it actually was not complicated to set up. So apparently um, there are services that you can buy that, like I think it's called hybrid yes. something. Um, yeah. I think. yeah, we didn't use a service. We just did it on our own. So we really had very little overhead for setup. I mean, it's yeah. so simple. We got a keypad um, with those fobs um, and we have uh like 10 cameras in our super tiny space. Yeah. Our insurance really wasn't even that much different. It, I don't think it was a massive um, increase. It was really small. Do you, do you use affiliate guard or who do you use for insurance? I think we use affiliate guard, yeah. I think we've used RRG in the past and now we use affiliate yeah. guard. Yeah, but it, it was just so freaking simple. I mean, yeah. we have a, like I said, we live in a, our, our gym is set up in an apartment building, which I don't think is really common for CrossFit gyms. No. Um, because you want to be like a separated from people as much as possible because of the noise. And we've actually had a lot of noise issues. Um, but uh, because of where we are, we have a lot of people from the building that want to ha just come in and use the space. And we have a couple of other um, mid-rise buildings that are within a two block walking distance. So for us, it was just kind of a no brainer, but I really encourage people to explore that option. If you're looking to um, uh, expand your business. I don't know if I heard you right, but, so if somebody wanted to just use your open gym, mm -hmm. they just wanted to have access on your off hours. Yeah. That's 40 bucks a month. 40 bucks. Yeah. And then what do you do? Do you offer like a customized program design as well for an additional fee or? We can. Yeah. So we have a, one of our memberships is actually $500 a month and people get um, individualized programming and we, we provide them with their you know meal plans and all that shit yeah. and they have yeah. access. So we do that for people. Um, but if for individualized plans and training, like I would just have to come to me directly or my yeah. husband directly and we work it out, charge yeah. like 200 bucks and I'll write you a program for the money. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. gotcha. yeah. no, so with, with being in Vegas and with having your, you know, the 24 hour access and being on Fremont street and living right upstairs, do you got to have some crazy stories? Like, Somebody oh, yeah. something. Let's hear yep. one. I want to hear a crazy okay. story. So last Sunday, um, we, I get a little group together. We're closed on Sundays, but I get a little group of girls together and we go and work out at the gym and call it a little fucking girls day. Um, so I was coming around the corner from my apartment, turning the corner to go to the gym. And there is this bum with his pants around his fucking ankles. Nice pressing his dick up against the window. And I knew my girlfriends were in the gym and they were probably scared and really disturbed. So I come around, get the fuck out of here. Fuck off. I, he was so out of it. But anyways, they had taken pictures of his nice. stuff. He had the smallest dick that anybody had ever fucking seen. And it was, the whole thing was terrifying. The whole thing was terrifying. <laughs> That is fucking hilarious. It gets pretty gnarly around here, but uh, <laughs> we just lock our doors and carry on. <laughs> yeah. That's why I call it Dirty Vegas. <laughs> Dirty Vegas, I love it. So, but no trouble, though. No, nothing, you know, serious, right? Like, it's just like business as usual most of the time. You know? Yeah, most, I mean, I mean, yeah, same same shit, different day. I mean, it's, I again, I really feel like just Vegas is so low key compared to what I'm used to. Yeah. I mean, in New York, you just never know what's gonna happen. You turn the corner and you're just in something, but here it's fucking mellow. Yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of people think Vegas is a lot bigger than it actually is until you actually yeah. spend a little time out there and you realize that it's really not that big of an area. You know. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, when I, I had only been out to Las Vegas twice um, before I even did CrossFit when I was working on the Mercantile Exchange. And we come out here to party. Right. And uh, we were just went to the casino and then we went to the airport and that was it. Yeah. When we moved out here to Las Vegas, <laughs> you don't even go on the strip. I don't think I've been on the strip more than two times. So, you know, it's, it's really like a, it's like a small town feel with the exception yeah. of that one block radius on Fremont and the strip, you know, yeah. but people come here to party and there's plenty of partying to do. Yeah. yeah. Like when you're a local and you live there, it's a totally different scene for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's boring. Yeah. I mean, what, yeah. What do you guys do for fun? Do you go other places? Do you leave Vegas to go to like Palm Springs or San Diego or LA? Yeah, we take a lot of trips. At, Brendan's family's still in Santa Cruz, so we go out to Santa Cruz as much as we can. And one of the reasons why we moved out here to Las Vegas in the first place is because it's, you know, central to Utah and California. Um, but we actually don't travel that much because we're always at the fucking gym. Yeah. Um, and it's hard, to, it's hard to get away. I mean, I think that any small business owner understands how hard it is to just get a freaking couple days off. Uh, I hear you. It kind of burns you out. That, so... So basically, is it just you pretty much running the gym, or do you have any other, uh, like, manager, coaches, anything like that? How's that set up? Sorry, I'm just grabbing my... Oh, go on. Take your time. Yeah, I'm just grabbing my charger. Oh. Yeah. You must have a mat. Hang on. Yeah, I do. Yeah, mine dies all the time, too. I think it's normal. Oh, my bad. I just don't want it to die on you guys. Um, yeah, so... Our last gym, we had a bunch of trainers, and then since we left that location and opened this smaller one um, closer to Fremont Street, Brendan and I have been doing most of the classes, and we just are starting to bring on new trainers. I just feel like we're starting over again, and yeah. we've had now, I think, uh, um, one, two, three, four. this is our fifth CrossFit location together, wow. and every, I mean, we've done all the fucked up shit we've made all the mistakes and had to start over and over again in so many yeah. different business models. Um, so I'm familiar with all the pitfalls of things that people have to yeah. go through when they run a CrossFit gym. But uh, we're, I feel like this business model is actually really functional and easy yeah. to run long-term. So uh, especially with the 24 hour access has just made it just alleviated so much pressure financially. And, you know, it's made, made it a lot easier to run the business. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Brendan and I do most of the classes. We just kind of taking on a couple of trainers now. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to step away. And the plan is to go and open like another 24 hour access location yeah. exclusively without even any CrossFit classes and just offer uh, CrossFit programs. Right. Did you ever consider like allowing trainers to come in and train people for a Yeah. We do that, yeah. Okay. So they just get 24-hour access, um, those fobs, and they pay us, uh, I think, $500 a month to train their clients. Okay. And then their clients just have to pay for their fob. So it's a really simple transaction. So it um, doesn't matter how many people they train. It's just a $500 flat fee. Yeah. We don't, yeah, we don't do, like, percentage on their clients or anything. They can charge what they want, do what they want. They essentially just pay us rent. That's so it's been fun. I've been on the other side of it too, where yeah. I've been a trainer at other gyms and having to give a cut all the time and, you know, work out my prices kind of didn't work for me personally. So I yeah. like this, just charge rent and come and do what you want with your clients. It's, it's great. It's great for both of us. For yeah. both. I got one guy I do exactly that with right now. He, mm -hmm. he basically trains his clients. He pays me rent. At one time we were doing uh, 
I was bringing him a bunch of people to do sports specific training because he's like an ex uh, a professional football player, mm-hmm. and um, we did a percentage with the classes. But he's now going back to school, blah blah blah. So it, yeah, it's it's uh, it's actually a great idea. I mean, I, I have machines in my gym too. Like I have a whole nice. line of machines, you know. So yeah, the, the more passive income you can do, the better. I mean, just I've been working in across the gym teaching classes now. Probably taught like fifteen thousand classes. Like I've been yeah. teaching fourteen years, and I'm I'm tired. Like yeah. I still love it, but I'm tired. And you know, there's um there's only so I, I've done weightlifting programs. I've done handstand classes. I've done private training. I mean, just all so physically and emotionally and mentally taxing. I mean, as a trainer to do, and I'm like, how much longer can I really sustain this? You yeah. know, I'm thirty four years old. My husband's forty two. I've got to have two kids. Like, how can I do this long term? So. I've been having to like branch out and expand my thinking. And like I said, like not be on my high horse so much and worry about every little detail and think about ways that um, I can have more income for my gym. And, and this is the only, the only ways I'm ever going to be able to step away is if I have um, other people working for me and, and not just classes. It's got to be, it's got to be more, you know? Yeah. So I think, the next, I think the next level will be, a uh, projection of a projection screen against the wall with you explaining a workout, showing the movements, yes. and then basically here you go. <laughs> That's yep. it. You know? Yep. Not That's even- kind of, we do that with yoga. I mean, so we people have wanted yoga, 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 yoga. Everybody wants it, and it's everybody knows it's a great complement to CrossFit, especially most guys need to fucking stretch more. Um, but oh. we're like, do we want to pay a fucking yoga teacher 40 bucks an hour and who's going to show up and all that stuff. So we started doing what we call virtual yoga. So we just use like a subscription based yoga program. There's tons of them. We yeah. throw it up on the television and people come and they throw their mats out and they just do it. Yeah. And it's been great. And there's yeah. definitely potential to do that. I mean, you ever see that um, commercials for that uh, program called M or something where there's a mirror people are working out in front of a mirror. I feel like that's the wave of the future. I mean, it will never replace being inside of a CrossFit gym with other people working out alongside of you. Not everybody. A lot of people, it's not an option. Yeah, but not everybody, you know, there's a select percentage of the population that wants to be working out with other people in a group. And it works, but there's a whole shit ton of people that could give a fuck and they just want to do their own thing. And why, you know, like you said, get off your high horse. Yeah. Let them do. Now, me, my only thing would be like, oh, shit, if somebody's in there at midnight, they're going to be like swinging from the ropes and like, <laughs> you know, breaking all my shit, my barbells and they're like, you know, and then yeah. they're bringing their friends in and, you know, like they're partying in the back or, you know, who it knows? happens. Having sex on the freaking bench press, you know? <laughs> it oh. happens. Well, we had people having sex in our last gym and we did not have 24 hour access. So I think that that happens. No <laughs> Even even without you're not guilty that. for goodness sakes you've never done that in your own gym uh, I, I, I'll take the <laughs> you need to let your hair down <laughs> I don't have it. <laughs> let your eyebrows down mike let your eyebrows down <laughs> get my nose hairs down right? yeah but our, our equipment definitely gets way more broken down now at the 24 hour i came in the other day tried to lower a rower down and the thing literally snapped in half Oh. Like, what the fuck? I, I had a fit in front of everybody. Who fucking did this? I was yeah. losing my shit. How does that even fucking happen? The legs broke right off. So somebody's in there doing something in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Like, how do yeah. you not know how to lower a fucking rower? Come on do now. You have like a, do you have like a contract that the people sign on 
the things they're allowed to do and what they're not allowed, you know, what they're allowed yeah. and not allowed and all that stuff. Yes. That's We're very clear yeah. about all of our rules and regulations. Yeah. If you break something, tell us, put things yeah. back, right? I mean, I'm pretty nitpicky about that, but again, I've had to let my hair down a little bit because yeah. there's, it's gonna happen. I mean. It happens even if they don't have 24 hour access. It happens all the time in my gym right in front of me, you know? What and I'm the like, fuck is that? Why can't people put their shit back right? Oh my God, they're putting the fucking rower against the wall with the screen down yes. and slamming the screen yes. into the wall. And I'm yes. like, I'm stacking them. It's, it's, it's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I do one-on-one fundamentals. And honestly, I really don't give a shit if they get out of fundamentals knowing how to do a clean or a snatch. <laughs> Yeah. But they better fucking know how to put the screen down on a rower and put the handle back. They better yep. keep the fucking chalk in the bucket. Yep. Clean off their medicine balls, put stack the boxes correctly, all that shit. So that's my thing. That's what fundamentals is for me. It is. A gym etiquette. Learning how to operate in a gym setting with your peers and not be that you. asshole. I want to make sure. We'll yeah. Mike does all his onboarding. He's smart, you know. Like I have a you know, not that I, I have a really good coach that does most of the onboarding. And yeah, that's all I do is yeah. that's it. I so you guys still teach at your gyms? Um, I, uh, I do, I, I do all the new people. I do all the sales consult and then they're one-on-ones and that's it. But I only do, I do like five, maybe between five and 10 new people a month. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I'll, I'll coach classes like on Wednesday. And then I have a bunch of girls that are in a strength program. Um, they mostly on their own. Like I give, I taught them the program and then they do it and I'll hang out there and just monitor what they do once in a while. But like, mm -hmm. that's, it's my full-time job. Like I don't, you know, I go to the gym and I can stay there all day and I go for, right. go for lunch or whatever. So, um, but yeah, I don't really coach classes at all. I have seven coaches. So yeah, that's nice. I fill in, I fill in but you know, it's, it's gotten so much different though, Allison, like people, People just want to feel good, man. They want they want to hear the coach tell them how great they're doing, and it's. It, I'm not saying cheerleading in a way, but yeah. like I'm all about technique and strategy and all that stuff. And I mean, I just coach differently than most others do. Mm -hmm. um, I one of my pet peeves is never sit down when you coach, and yeah. you know I don't care if they're rowing 10 k. You you can walk around and talk to yes. them. There's yes. Fixes, they're fatiguing, but you know, I just see now like all these boot camps. I don't know if F45 is out there, it is, yeah. Know? And like, if you literally walk in there, it's the most I don't want to sound like an asshole, but a lot of the stuff I, they don't teach technique, obviously. No, I mean, I'm not saying that their workouts are, are bad, I mean, it's all interval training and stuff, but you know, I like the idea that they do prowlers and stuff, but. You know, if you walk into a facility and you see people doing kettlebell swings, I don't fucking understand. Why don't you teach them how to do a kettlebell swing? You know, it's, it's not that difficult, you know, but it's all, I think now it's just all about getting people to move, getting people to sweat, getting them to feel good, playing the air guitar and dancing and singing and making them feel, you know, it's, it's not like, well, you know, how we kind of were trained to coach. That's yep. the way. Yeah. I, yeah. There, there was many 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 years where I was super snobby about making sure that people couldn't do anything in my gym without it being perfect like we were just going to break it down and make it perfect and da 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 and uh 
when I first started, I mean, I learned pretty much everything that I know from, from my husband, Brendan in the beginning. And one of the most important things that he told me is you have to, you know, teach them in the beginning, you know, in the start of class and really make it as best you can. But then once it starts, you have to just let them fucking be, you have to let them be and let them get a workout in and feel good and praise them. And, and, and that's what people want. Just like you said, they want to come in and they want to feel good. And if you're just constantly beating, 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 making sure that everything is perfect, perfect, perfect. It takes a little bit of the fun away. Yeah. I mean, you have to make it, it's like a very fine balance. So I, I've, I've laid off of that focus. I mean, I'll always be technique focused and making sure that people are safe, but definitely way more emphasis on making sure it's just an enjoyable environment for people. That's what, that's what they want. I mean, all the gyms I've been to have owned and trained at, that's always the most important thing why people enjoy my classes is because it's, it's fun and it's lighthearted and, and that's it. It's the most important thing. Yeah. I mean, I would draw. I got invited. I got invited to be uh, a level one, you know, staff, you know, teach the level one. Yeah. And, um, when was that? It's 1974. <laughs> that was about, yeah, that was before grid. Yeah. You have to have a level three now to do it. I've inquired. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I got invited and uh, I honestly, I, it wasn't for me. I mean, I liked, I, don't get me wrong, I think they do a phenomenal job. Phenomenal. Um, the whole attitude is just teach them to be a little bit better. Yes. You know, when, you're, when, you're trying to, when you're trying to teach somebody a press, push, press, and push jerk in 40, 40 minutes and you got 12, you know, 8, 10, 12 people, it, it, it fucking drives you nuts because you want them to be – I'm not saying perfect, but you want them to really improve. Yes. Yeah. So you're right. on a clock though, man, you know? Mm -hmm. And the reason it didn't work for me, um, and I'm not saying this in a bad way, is I just felt like I was working at Disney, man. Like it was like, everybody put your hands in. Ready? Three, two, one. Hell yeah. yeah. You know? And I'm like, oh, yes, it really is like that. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. I mean, those rah, people, rah. Those people, I give them a lot of credit because, you know, I will say this. I've taken a shitload of certs and seminars. I will say CrossFit does a freaking hell of a job. Yes. Because you're getting people hands-on. And not many, I don't know of any other real, you know, besides Olympic uh, weightlifting um, that really do that, you know? Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, that's true. Those are the ones that I would think of. Yeah, of Catalyst and uh, USA Weightlifting. Yeah, USA Weightlifting is actually, believe it or not, USA Powerlifting is a phenomenal cert too. Really? That's, I've, I've never done that. I, I taught with uh, Pete Roselli at the USA weightlifting certifications for a long time on the East Coast, and I fucking love them so much. Um, and Catalyst Athletics is also um, a great resource for a, a seminar, but I've never done the powerlifting. Just Mark Ripto is one way back in the day. Mike's <laughs> <laughs> boy, man. You gotta get him on Mike. Mike, you really gotta get Ripto on. Yeah, well, I got stories, man, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I still I still talk to Rip every once in a while, and like he'll send people to my gym. I used to, you know, I used to be a. I mean, you have to to be a starting strength coach now for Rip Patel. You have to like basically it's a PhD program, and I didn't have time for that. But I'm still friends. I've been to his house in Texas. That was a trip. Um, yeah, he's he's a he's a he's a character. He lived yeah. like on the top of a hill, <laughs> just a little hill, and he, there's probably about there's nothing within 10 miles like he he's like i could see everybody coming right <laughs> <laughs> it's like a it's a stone house with a dirt road and he, he drives like a 1978 datsun uh zx you know one of those things from back in the day 
And he's got probably a thousand bottles of whiskey on the wall, all different kinds of bourbon and stuff. Just an interesting cat. I really, I love the guy, man. He's, he's definitely different and, and abrasive. Oh, yeah. but he, you know, Those are the best kind of people. Yeah. But he's usually right. Almost everything he says is correct. That's debatable. He's talking about, everybody who argues with him is people who don't want to um, admit that they're novices. They all, everybody thinks they're advanced. And so when Ripito says shit, they go, well, I read bullshit. But he's, he's like, it's for novices. It's for not, and you're probably a novice. So shut up. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I like the guy a lot. Um, I just don't agree with the, some of the ways he teaches, like the power clean and, mm -hmm. and, the, and the deadlift. But I think the guy, like low bar, back, back squat, and all that stuff, I, I think he does an excellent job teaching that stuff. Well, the book is the Bible, you know? That really is, yeah. you know? Yep. It's you one can, of the first ones I ever read when I started CrossFit. I'm like, somebody handed that to me. You have to read this. Yeah. And I had him sign my copy. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, Luke Simmons blows everybody away when it comes to powerlifting. Did you did you meet him out at, at the games in 2008, Allison? I did. Yeah, he stuck his finger between my boobs. I'm like, hey man, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's like, That must have been a long time ago because if you do that shit today, you're going to fucking jail, man. You can, yeah. <laughs> not not me, but yes, you can. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I went to his certification in like 2007 in Seattle, and it was, it was so fun, man. Just learning from people like that is the best. Yeah. It was a great weekend. Yeah, it is a good time. Yeah, I miss, <laughs> I miss all that. I miss all that. So you we're getting out there. Um, what, uh, how do we, let, I, I kind of want to wrap this up now, right? You guys want to keep talking or you want to tell stories or what do we want to do? We could do this again. You want to do it again sometime? Yeah, else? I could talk to you guys all day long. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely do it. We'll wait till there's some kind of drama and we'll comment on it. We'll bring, <laughs> maybe we'll bring hey, you up. Hey, I love the drama. I'll hey, get awesome. any. She could be like our, she could be like our, um, like our drama <laughs> person. Be part of our yeah. Yeah. The social media correspondent. Yeah. She yeah. could be part of our podcast, Mike. I mean, she does a great job, you know. Aww, like, oh, guys. That would be awesome. And then we got to help But hey, Allison, remember in the beginning when Mike said I was going to do all the talking? What the fuck happened, Mike? <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I love this. This is a great <laughs> podcast. I love it. It's fun, right? I'm having it's fun. fun. It's a good time. You guys have to come to Las Vegas and we'll work out. I'll teach oh, you how to do a handstand perfectly. Yeah. Definitely. I'll definitely be in Vegas at some point. So, me and Mike, me and Mike are gonna come by and stick our dinghies on the uh, mirror uh, window for you girls. <laughs> we'll have our, our cameras in. ready. Not the landscape. So, Allison, how do we what, tell us your social media so people can look you up and Aww. see where you're at? And then, if they come to Vegas, how do they find you? Okay, awesome. So, my um, Instagram is just Allison NYC because I will be a New Yorker until the day I die, no matter where I go in this country or world. Um, and uh, my gym is CrossFit Las Vegas. And if you'd love to come and drop in, we want to have you. So, you just go to our website um, and click drop in and come and visit us. Awesome. Love our drop ins. So, <laughs> one, can, we just, can we just say one more thing, Mike? I just wanted to ask one more question and we can keep it really short, Allison. If what? it's possible, well, what? how, what's your feelings on the way CrossFit is going now with the health, the whole health thing and less, less about the competition and us. I love it. I yeah. love it. I mean, like, like we said, we, I loved the CrossFit games in 2008 because of the community and the fun and the excitement of it. Um, but as an affiliate owner of, uh, going on like 10 years, 
Um, it really is just about the everyday people and, and that's what drives our business. That's what makes a difference in people's lives. Like when somebody comes to my gym, I mean, it's fun to get somebody's Fran time down 30 seconds, like somebody who's super fucking fit and they get just a a hair fitter. But the people that I love training the most are the 60 year old people that come in and they can barely stand up out of a chair. And then after a year or two of training, they can deadlift and pick up their kids and run and do these things. Those are the life changing things as an affiliate owner and as a trainer that um, is going to change really the world. So I'm, I'm all about it. I think Greg's fucking spot on like he always is. I have total faith in Greg Glassman and his vision for CrossFit, unlike some idiots out there. But um, I, think he's, I think he's right on. Yeah. I agree. No yeah. wonder why you invited Mike and I to your gym. You're talking about training guys in their 60s that are <laughs> You guys aren't 60. Um, 53. Steven's 74. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank God for cryotherapy. I look amazing. I'm actually 110. Are you really? <laughs> it's CrossFit. It keeps you young, man. If you do the proper dose of exercise, it definitely does. It definitely yes. Does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was just posting that about on uh, my Instagram. Like, if you do things right, you can stay fit and healthy like Jacinto, like you old guys. You can it's just so be healthy and fit and strong forever. It's so funny because we used to beat a gas, and now we're the brakes. We try to put the brakes on everybody. Hey, you know. Don't mm-hmm. go through, don't That's through. very true. Yeah. Make you a good coach there. Cool. I'm good. Yep. All awesome. right. That was a great question. That was, that was, awesome. guys, that was so fun. Awesome. We're going to definitely bring you on again. And maybe we'll talk offline. Maybe we need to be a gossip person. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, guys, Allison NYC or CrossFit Las Vegas, if you're out there, drop in. Right. Allison, mention our podcast, and she'll give There's you been a lot of old videos, too. Yeah. She'll take a picture of your tiny dick against the glass. <laughs> You get a free drop-in if you do that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, great show, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Allison. Steven, I'll talk to you later. All right, brother. Thanks, Allison. Bye. You can see.